Welcome to the first episode of Pod to Survive. Um, you're one of your hosts, Chase Klein. I've got uh, Johnny Dizzuti on the line. He's our co-host. Um, this is a podcast that we've wanted to do for a little bit now. We're um, good friends and two F1 fans. Um, we talk a lot of F1 off the air. Um, we talk just <laughs> with it on uh, Saturdays, Sundays, whenever we can. And we thought we'd made a, a little podcast out of it. Johnny, you want to Tell a little about yourself yeah. and uh, how you got into F1, kind of your backstory a little bit. Of course, yeah. Um, this is pretty funny to be doing this. Uh, Chase and I are both, I would say, like beginners and intermediate on F1, which is why it's a good time to to, to start this podcast, just to talk through it, because we both have a ton to learn, but um, fun watching the races on the weekend. But yeah, uh, started watching Formula One when I was a kid, because my dad was very into um, Michael Schumacher, Juan Pablo Montoya, a lot of the guys in like the late 90s and early 2000s. Um, and then fell out of F1 Love probably during the beginning of the Lewis Hamilton era. Um, maybe at the end of Fernando Alonso, kind of during the Sebastian Vettel years. And then honestly, after Drive to Survive and a lot of my friends started to get into the sport, it, it, it reignited some some interest on my end just to get back in. So I think it's a good uh, tit for tat with you and I. Um, given kind of your knowledge yeah. and my some knowledge early on, but 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 still much more energized since since uh, honestly that Netflix series. No, hundred percent. That's I'm unabashedly um, a fan via Drive to Survive, which is obviously a very uh, not so subtle hat tip from the name of our show. But um, I, I just love the series. Um, I'm a, a huge sports fan, and F1 just hit all the things about sports I love just drama on and off um the in this case the the track um and just big personalities really great storylines and in the case of this season a uh, really great championship race which we haven't had in a while um so that and I'm, yeah and this is like the most perfect race to start on uh for every kind of bit uh, of 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 fun that that f1 has this race that we had today is incredible yeah, so, I mean, let's just kind of get into it. We can start sort of at the beginning of the race, but uh, we had um, some intrigue before race because we had Verstappen obviously uh, change an engine and start from the back of the grid. You want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, um, so Verstappen, after his last accident with Lewis Hamilton at the Italian Grand Prix when they took each other out, um, started to, 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 you know, the Red Bull crew started to, to kind of think about their fourth engine, which in F1, once you get, I think, to your fourth power unit, we'll have to check on it for the specifics. Um, but I think when you when you change to your fourth power unit, um, or if you actually make a concrete change to the power unit, you have a major grid penalty, which for Verstappen would be to the end of the actual grid for the start. Um, I think he coupled that in, Chase, with the fact that after the Italian Grand Prix accident with Lewis, you know, he already had a three-place grid penalty, so he thought... Sochi traditionally a Mercedes track, and you know, let's do the penalty now. I think. Yeah, a hundred percent. So yeah, that's it's a great kind of entrance into this race because you have Red Bull obviously not looking for too much from their main driver, hoping to get a good result um, from Sergio um, and just hang in the constructors and and see kind of 
not give this race up, but so, sort of take their lickings now um, at a place where they didn't really expect much success um, and and see where they can get to um, the next Grand Prix. So, yeah, kind of intriguing, Not maybe for, for fans of the, the Lewis-Max rivalry, not the maybe the, the, the Grand Prix you're looking forward to the most from a uh, battle at the top standpoint, but... Um, Things changed obviously very quickly through this race. Um. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of bizarre because besides just Max, you know, before the starting grid today, you had Charles Leclerc, who also had a power unit change. So one of the Ferraris is at the back of the grid for the race today. And then kind of out of nowhere, before I started watching the race today, Valtteri Bottas, who qualified um, in the top 10, technically, also for Mercedes, had a, a... power unit switch. So it's a little bit of strategy right now, but you have one Mercedes driver starting at the back of the grid in Botas, one Red Bull with Verstappen, one Ferrari, and then McLaren, if we're talking in the constructors, you know, top four teams, McLaren had both guys, you know, not only Lando starting on pole, which we'll get to, but Ricardo starting in, in, in P5. So a lot of guys starting to, to to do the power unit switch. And I think the races to come, I, I think they're, they're starting, they're going to start to do the same you know, with other teams just to get more punch. No, a hundred percent. And early it looked like you obviously had Lewis in the mix, but off the gate, it just looked like it was going to be a, a Ferrari V McLaren up at the front. Obviously Ferrari had Leclerc towards the back, but sites just got a slipstream early and was leading this yeah, race. Let's talk about the start. The start was pretty yeah. wild. I mean, first off we had for the whole weekend, you know, we had first practice one and two on Friday, but then practice three session got canceled due to rain. So a lot of weather kind of um, challenges this past weekend. Qualifying was set on a wet track. So today um, for this for this race, the track was 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 pretty dry. But I think some of the teams thought that there may be some rain coming in later on. But yeah, that start is incredible. I mean, you the grid has a pretty interesting one, two, three. You have Lando starting at pole um, for McLaren. You have Sainz starting at number two. So they're former teammates and, and, and pretty good pals, it seems like, from Drive to Survive, yeah. which is awesome. And then you have you have George Russell for three and Lewis starting in fourth, which is pretty interesting, Chase. I'm like, that's a future teammate and, and, and how that would start. So they're lining up right next to each other. And then you have Ricardo and Alonso in five and six. So very, very interesting start to the race. Yeah. It was great, and honestly, that those first few laps were really awesome. I, I mean, that um, Lewis obviously didn't get the start he wanted. Um, it wasn't like ideal for him. He had kind of a tough position where he was getting blocked by Lando there, but it set up for a great Ricardo Lewis battle, which I, I was loving watching that those first few rate laps. Where I mean, the, the yeah. McLaren car looked awesome in the beginning of this race. I mean, throughout this race. They've had a lot of pace. They've had a lot of pace. You know, Italian Grand Prix, like Monza is always interesting. You know, the last year, Pierre Gasly won um, in an Alphatari, right? So that's kind of surprising. Monza's always got surprises for the Italian Grand Prix. But Lando having the pace this weekend, setting pole, is pretty incredible. Um, and yeah, they had some pace. I think the start was super interesting. And and I, I'll be honest, as we go to different tracks, it's fun to kind of learn what the characteristics are. Sochi is not one of the most loved tracks from the drivers, from the fans, you know, on the calendar. It has yeah. a ton of turns, um, but very, very little elevation. So it's a very flat track. 
um, and not a lot of historically, you know, chances for overtaking in Sochi. So in regards to Norris's poll, I think before this race, he said that this would be the one circuit on the calendar that he wouldn't want pole at, which I thought was super interesting because that's his first poll ever. He's 20, 22 yeah. or whatever. And he's like, oh, I, I you know, I kind of wish I was in P3, which is where Russell was. So that start is super interesting because because signs and <laughs> Norris kind of battle and they have clear air at the front. But the slipstream down to turn two off the, off the start was super huge. I mean, you saw Lance Stroll come in from seventh place to fourth just because he's like totally yeah. in somebody's slipstream. <laughs> hundred percent. And you, you saw Verstappen start eating people up from the back of that grid. Not that that was to be like that. That was not some surprise, but I think he was able to eat up a lot of ground on those slipstreams um, in those early turns. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it was very, very interesting. I mean, Lando, Lando, I think it's passed right off the bat. If we go through this race, he gets passed by Carlos signs uh, on the first turn, which is a great start from Carlos Lewis drops back. So you have Carlos, Chase, you have Carlos, Lando, and then I think it's um, Russell, Stroll, Ricardo, and Hamilton. Yeah, I think that's how, yeah, I think that's how we broke out, which is, yeah, an insane start. Um, and honestly, Sides look, looked great to start. Um, he he was getting a lot of pace in the car. It, it's It's weird to see, like, where the, the the grid started and then where the like kind of shook up after after the start and then ultimately we'll get to it but like the finish not looking in some ways a whole different a whole lot different like carlos yeah. carlos kind of came all the way back in the most i mean crazy of circumstances to get to the pole but it was a long journey a lot of a lot of race between those two things yeah, it's wild. I mean, qualifying is always so fun this season, like as we're watching and we're both relatively beginners in the sport, I would say, um, in comparison to the to the real gearheads that are super, I'm a, super... I'm a huge beginner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I'm not even going to act like I'm uh, like I'm some some expert. I think um, I think it's really fun to kind of go back and forth. And our texts are pretty funny for all these race weekends. But historically, I mean, this season, it's like qualifying <laughs> matters so much. You know, you have one battle off the start. And in this case, Lando loses to Carlos. Um, and I think that's what Lando kind of like manifested by saying this was the pole he didn't want. He gets beat off the top. And then you have guys like Stroll that come in, which is what the historical like advantage is in Sochi. I think, I think they, they were saying on the broadcast that three or four of the last, I guess, eight races, the guy starting in third at the Russian Grand Prix uh, finishes that, that first turn, I guess, that you go straight down in first which is super interesting. I mean, if you're talking advantageous starts, like that's the best. So that's kind of fun as a fan because there are other tracks where starting second actually is a better racing line. You know, it's not always, you know, it's definitely the, 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 the definite majority uh, for, for, for starting P1 is great, but there are some tracks kind of like this one where it's actually not the best racing line. No, a hundred percent. And, this is more general as we build this pod out. I think a lot of these little nuances, it's the most fun part of discovering a new sport, at least to me, is like the the, yeah. the breaks in the sport and and the little things that you, you just don't know about that you, you kind of figure out throughout the, 
throughout following it, there's a new thing each each race, and they're constantly changing rules, which which allows for things to be discovered like each and every week, each and every Grand Prix. One of those things that I wanted to touch on was the new pits rule that obviously started in Monza. Yeah, wasn't that wild? But yeah. played a huge factor here, and really, I, I think screwed with McLaren in a lot of ways with the Ricardo pit. I, I mean, Mercedes played it beautifully with sort of bluffing um, when Lewis and, and Daniel were going back and forth. They bluffed yeah. that pit and Ricardo goes in and just gets screwed by that new, um, that new likes. I was, I was looking up. It's not like the most straightforward thing. They're obviously wanting to delay tire changes to make sure they have less um, loose tires that cause wrecks and whatnot but there's also just more um human error that kind of comes into that where you you can't just get off the blocks as fast as you want you have to be perfect yeah and i think it's it's super interesting because as we get through this race um that first lap has some change up you know lando gets past carlos signs um you know at, at some point i think around like lap maybe 15 or something like that he he, he gets past carlos signs um, which is great. So he so he has enough pace to beat that Ferrari. Um, but but yeah, you're right. That that pit that pit change, which I don't know enough about to be to be honest. Um, and maybe for the next race, we'll kind of look more into like regulation changes, even with the 2022 car. Just different stuff that F1 constantly rolls out and how it changes strategy. Because like when I first started watching F1 a while back, I, I really didn't watch qualifying. So it was just okay. What is this race? have to entertain me you know if, if there is an overtaking god you know what a boring race yeah. you're right chase like as you get into it the bluffing i thought was pretty pretty awesome and i'm a daniel ricardo fan like i will be so upfront about that i i um <laughs> i love oh, it. it was tough the it honey badger to see lewis like just totally masterclass in mercedes total wolf and um th- them bluffing it's like when they bring out the tires and then mclaren looks down the pit pit straight and is like oh wow you know, Mercedes is going to try to undercut us. And then Daniel goes first, which is exactly what Lewis wanted. Lewis ended up doing three, four, five more laps, maybe even more. Um, Cause we hopped on this pod just right after the, the, the race ended. But yeah, I mean <laughs> that, that I guess human error, they, they kind of talked about where the light has to go green and it's for these, these wheels to be more um, solidly like put on the actual car. Versus them sometimes being loose and maybe causing like a, a hazard, right? With a with a loose wheel or just more retirements that I think that the that the sport doesn't want for a lot of DNFs. Like years and years ago, you, you know, you had I think both Haas and they showed it in Drive to Survive in one of the first seasons. But I think both of the Haases of, of um, Magnuson and Grosjean one time Chase were were I think in the top ten, which is huge for Haas. And they came on the track and both of their cars had to retire because their one of their one of their wheels was was loose so i think that's kind of one of the the new changes but daniel had a super yeah it's yeah it's the sport like obviously trying to protect these teams from themselves to a certain degree but you have a lot of pushback from red bull to go into some of the drama behind the, the scenes is like you've got horner coming out and helmet coming out just talking about like Hey, you're like, we're getting below two seconds on our pits. Like it's been a huge advantage for us. And here you are like, yeah, just putting this rule in place that almost stops innovation. I get that you don't want these retirements, but for us, like you're just artificially slowing us down. We're not having those retirements. We're, we're solid. Like don't hold us 
to like the fault of these teams that aren't aren't doing a good enough job with their pits, um, which I understand. And they sort of not explicitly, yeah. but kind of blamed Mercedes for this, for being behind this. And obviously you can't understand mm-hmm. directly like, all right, like it's a rule. Classic rule Mercedes drama. Yeah, it's great Red Bull Mercedes drama. And like, if you looked at Mercedes pits this race, like they were pretty on point. The rule had like zero effect on them, but you can't. Side note, we need celebrity boxing matches. We need we need Christian Horner and Total Wolf in like a pay-per-view event just to battle it out. You can't point to something specifically being a problem with, um, with, with like Mercedes trying to angle for this rule, but they definitely benefited from it. I think, um, I think that Mercedes has always been more focused on um, having more complete stops. And then Red Bull has always been, been focused on how do we get, you know, split advantages, like you said, like the quick stoppers. So Mercedes was already doing the safety kind of stuff where they don't want any loose, loose wheels. They'd rather always get like a 3.5 second stop versus Red Bull has a, I think a sub two second stop at one point in their career at like a 1.9, which is just incredible. So yeah, some of those, some of those teams, I also think McLaren specifically, uh, you know, innovated to have a more uh, exact pit kind of tools and stuff like that for them to similar to Mercedes just get the same stop over and over again. And this new, this new regulation change, I think you you, you hit the nail on the head uh, just doesn't really make all that much sense, but I'll have to look more into it. But yeah, so Daniel Ricardo, he has a slow stop. He doesn't, um, he doesn't overtake uh, Lewis or Carlos. So he ends up getting stuck in like P4, P5 in the running. Um, yeah, what else happens in this race? I mean, God, I want to get to the end. It was so, so, so freaking. Yeah, insane. the end is really all the magic. Um, but no, you you have little fights here and there. Um, I think you you have Verstappen trying to get back, taking up some places, but ultimately looking out of it towards the end of the lap, end of this race, um, which is kind of a good setup to talk about this end of the race. You you have him hit late and then Verstappen comes back and he's cut he just he gets caught in the traffic that Lewis is able to avoid that like jumped up area Mm -hmm. of of the guys who were late to pit the Leclerc's the Vettel's um who else was late to pit there or just Perez I mean Perez Alonso I was gonna say that 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 the tire choice chase at the beginning of this race like Perez I think was on hards so that 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 Mm -hmm. tire compound is much more durable. Um, and they talked about it during the whole race. It's 53 laps. It's, I think, the fourth longest circuit on the calendar in regards to just how long of a lap it is. And so tire degradation was mm-hmm. such a such a factor that Perez and Alonso, Alonso did a phenomenal job, you know, it, leading kind of that midfield with Alpine, honestly, if we're, if we're really breaking down the midfield. Um, him being out there for so long. He was great, and he... He was awesome, and I think he passed Max at one point. Um, he did. He he passed Max before the before the fiasco at the end. There, he 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 overtook Max, um, and and really created a lot of separation. But yeah, so Perez didn't pit. He he was out there for a really long time. Lando was leading for a really long time. I think Lando pitted uh, at the end of the twenties, maybe early thirties, in regards to lap count, like around like maybe the thirtieth lap. I have to check on that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, some of these guys really just pushed it, and that's another strategy, right? Is starting on the uh, on the medium tire, which is what the majority of the pack did. It gets you a lot of pace, but then they all pit around the same time, um, you know, in the twenties, right? 
and Perez, Alonso, and Lando just from yeah. having clean air at the front were were able to um, you know pit way later, um, and that 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 caused it to be pretty interesting there at the end. Yeah, I mean, speaking of Lando, like I I think the like the headline of this race, other than Lewis getting his hundredth, is Lando's hubris, and that's like a theme that keeps coming out, and like <laughs> yeah. It serves him well as a lot of like Max is the same way, like guys that are willing to go against their teams, good confidence to just stay out and battle with everyone. But I mean, he just made some critical errors that we'll get to. But he I mean, just like. I mean, first off, hats off to him. I mean, he led he led the majority of this race and he's 22. I mean, that was freaking awesome for him to be leading right after McLaren one two at the Italian Grand Prix. I mean, Lando's leading the vast, vast majority of this race. Yeah, and holding well, and just, he's got Lewis behind him, um, I think starting from, like, the, the late 30s, 40s on, until, the obviously, the rain made this insane. He's got he's got Lewis just trying to hunt him down, and he's holding him off. He, he He's playing the corners perfectly. He's late to break. He, he just, he's putting up consistent 40, like, 40s on, on the, on the, the lap times and he's just doing it. So hats off. Yeah. So Lewis, Lewis is absolutely hunting at this point. When Lando pits, he has a 19 second gap um, to the rest of the rest of the pack. Right. Which is phenomenal. Um, But, but, Mm -hmm. but Lewis had also just pitted and he picked up a lot of, a lot of speed with changing, I think to the hards at the end. Um, And then you're just watching it and Lando's doing a great job. He's not losing that much pace. Lewis is, is fighting his way through the field. But at that point, you're looking at Lando one, you know, Lewis is realistically two. Um, Carlos Sainz is three. Um, you, you don't really know where, where Perez is because he pitted so late. And you're like, where is he going to, where is he going to come back into the field? And how is he going to march? Basically when you pit here, it's a 25 second or 27 second gap that you should be thinking about. So if you're 20, you know, seven seconds ahead of, of, the guy in seventh, like you're going to come out right in between them. Um, so a lot of strategy goes in there, but all of a sudden like Perez is in mm-hmm. the mix and you're looking at like Ricardo getting pushed out to P six, P seven type. Look, Fernando Alonso again, showed so much pace um, looking better than Esteban Ocon. Fernando Alonso has looked pretty awesome this whole year. I hope that next year with the 2022 car changes um, that he can get back into like almost a title winning car because his overtaking his driving skill um, is top five on the grid for sure, if not top three. It's awesome. And to see a guy kind of come back from just obviously being the top of the of the sport to ups, almost obscurity, um, just to the back of the grid and getting a great chance in a, in a, in a decent car that will hopefully um, be even more competitive, like you said, is it's just fun to, as a fan, like, and having just a bit of history on the sport, like root for him and see like, his same techniques and see the same driver um, that was a championship winning driver. Yeah. I think Fernando Alonso, like he, he still has, has, has a lot of, of of skill, even, even getting into his upper thirties in age. I think he's done a really good job, but yeah, at that point, right. So Lando pits and there's probably 20 laps left, uh, maybe a little less even. And so all you're really focusing on is where does Verstappen, um, where does Verstappen kind of kind of land in this mix? And then when Perez pits and comes back in, Perez is actually in front of Verstappen, which is interesting. So uh, they didn't get that undercut. And the garage 
didn't tell Perez to give Verstappen the place, which I thought was interesting. Um, Alonso ends up overtaking Verstappen, and we're talking like four, five, six range at this point. But Lewis and Lando are really the ones that are fighting. Uh, Lewis is past Carlos Sainz at that point. So Carlos Sainz is still looking at that third spot pretty safely on that podium. Um, but then, man, I think, what was your reaction when we get to like <laughs> lap 46, right? Because lap 46 is when you really start to hear like the Ferrari crew being like, hey, uh, Carlos, hey, hey, Charles, we think that there's going to be rain for the last six laps. And you're like, how in the world are all these cars going to pit with six laps to go? It's insane. I mean, and this is someone that's newer uh, fan of the sport. Like, this is where what they're able to do with this sport specifically as a television product is insane and insanely fun to watch. It's like you get behind the strategy of a lot of these decisions. And as a fan of like a cerebral sport, it's it's gold. It's like you've got all these teams like playing all the scenarios out in their head and deciding, Hey, we we have to make a big decision. That's going to cost us a lot of points. Like there's huge swings of points in play here between like, we think it's going to rain this hard or we think it's going to like drizzle. It's crazy. Exactly. So at that point, everybody's on, everybody's on regular racing tires, um, whether it's a medium or a hard, maybe even a soft for some of the guys that pitted at the end, right. And only had, 15 more laps they thought to go. Um, so they're using the quickest tire, right? Like guys like Lando, guys like, mm-hmm. Ser- you know, Sergio, uh, Fernando Alonso, they've got that tire compound. And then you start to, to hear the broadcast start to say, wow, wow, wow. You know, the rain is coming in here. What does that look like? So Lando and Lewis are, are in a fight. This is Lando's had his first pole this weekend and he's leading this race for the vast, vast majority of it. And he's absolutely gunning, right? He doesn't care about anybody else. He's already telling <laughs> his his pit wall when they're telling him like, hey, Carlos is posting this sign or, or th- this time rather. He's telling him to shut up. He's like, get off of the radio. I know what I'm doing. And that's so funny. because like, <laughs> I love that. He wants this win. All he cares about is a checkered flag. He doesn't care about where Lewis is. Um, he just cares about getting past that checkered flag, which comes back to bite him. Super, super hard at the end. Just- and yeah, we, we were talking right before we started the pod. It's like, it was just like watching someone swim away from a shark towards that end there. And the decision he made when his team said, we want you to pit, and he, he said, shut up. He said, no, was in, I mean, it just like, it was crazy. It was crazy. And it was just, he flew too close to the sun. And the irony of the whole this is obviously Lewis disagreed with his team as well. He disagreed with Toto's decision to pull him in. And like, so Lewis, who's as good at this as, as we have and still has that racer that wants to stay out and wants to fight, not, not take the safe route in, but ultimately he trusts his team, even when he disagrees with them to come in there. And I thought that was just, that was just a veteran in him. Like you could see his thought process and you could see him wanting to fight back, but, but he trusts his team and, and Lando, it just was it was a train wreck to watch and you could kind of it was so <sighs> brutal you start to see at that decision lando was leading <clears throat> and, the, and and there's a couple of turns i think george russell's like hey turn 10 is very wet right so there's two turns on the lap where you start to see lando going around in the lead really pushing it because he cannot you know already at that point lewis is closing in on lando every single lap it was shrinking i told i said that 19 second gap when lando got out of the pits it was already down to, you know, 10, nine second gap, right? And there's, 
if you're if you're if you're coming up a half second each lap on the guy in first and you have 10 laps to go i mean you're, you're in a decent shot to make it competitive at the end so lando is full throttle going for this thing and like you're saying the pit was like <laughs> hey there's rain this is a bad forecast we think it's going to be extremely wet and that's when you start to see the guys that are in like eighth to you know 13th place that are just like screw it we've got nothing to lose so if, if it does get rainy you know sebastian vettel right lance stroll some of those guys yeah bet on the chaos they're like okay this is our chance like that's how you get from 10th to third um and, and get in on this even botas right so some guys that weren't really in the mix that all of a sudden get right back to the top because of the chaos so yeah so so so, so lewis also by the way like you, you talked about how lewis disagreed with toto it's also McLaren's kind of first time doing this as a team. I mean, we, they've been really pushing back since 2014 with the lows of the first retirement of Alonzo, right? When he was with them in 2014. And, and, and um, I guess actually maybe it was like 2016. But uh, what, they, they're, they're really marching back to the top. I mean, they just had a one-two finish in Italy. Lando has pole here. He's leading the race. You know, maybe they're in a little bit over their skis too to not come back to Lando and be like, you're being an idiot. You know, and you're not going to tell a racer that. But when Lando tells yeah. him, "Stop it! I'm just going to race him. I'm going to race him on my, on my, you know, soft or medium tires against Lewis Hamilton." Lewis then goes into the pits, and Lando still doesn't do it. He's <laughs> like, "If I'm going to," and it, it's totally gutsy. You talked about it. I mean, he's a gamer. Uh, Lando is going to be here for so freaking long. It's really cool to see that the sport has some some really interesting young guys that aren't just Red Bull Junior drivers that are getting promoted. You know, it's like Lando Norris. He, he took a call, and unfortunately, yeah. he's going to look back at this thing. I mean, we get to the final end. So Lando starts getting squirrely, and you can see him losing so much time once Lewis has actually put on the intermediate, you know, the, the, the wet tires, and Lewis is just coming through the field. And other cars that also didn't, you know, Lando wasn't alone. It wasn't just Lando that said, I'm going to stick to what I got. There were a couple other cars that decided to do the same. And all of a sudden, it was like a dog on ice skates. I mean, guys were flying off of the track. And then you finally get Lando, and he is so frustrated. He slides off the track chase into the barrier, and it's like, this was a bad decision. <laughs> it, was just, it was, I mean, and you could just see him, and he, it just takes so long for him to get back on that track after the Lewis over, like, oh. that's that final Lewis overtake. And each second, you're just like, you just feel for the kid. It's, it's opportunity to get his first win and it's going to come. It will. He's within two laps. He's within two laps. That's lap 51 out of 53 is when this happens for the listener. I mean, it's like, that was unbelievable. <laughs> I was watching the race and roommates, Troy and Garrett upstairs are probably getting pretty frustrated with all the clapping and stuff that I'm doing at eight 30 in the morning. <laughs> um, but then all They're of a sudden, like... right as this is happening, Troy throws on jump around by house of pain. Um, and it's playing <laughs> over the speakers. I'm like, turn it off, turn it off. Like I want to watch this race. I want to hear what they're saying because the commentators were so exhausted for Lando. They were like, what a bummer. I mean, he stuck it to his team. He said, I'm going to win on what I got. And he was, he was unfortunately, you know, if that rain would have come, he's literally later, out it's over Lando gets that first place finish and everybody else is 30 seconds behind him, but he didn't, he was literally out in front of his skis. And it, he, I mean, you could just the visuals of his car skating around and that rain picking up to that degree where you can barely see the cars in some of the broadcast angles. His spray is insane. And you see him in certain shots, just skidding 
skidding and like you can, a runaway i mean train. it's visceral to like you can feel everyone's been in a car where it's rainy and you you lose a little bit of that control so it it is a relatable moment which is rare in a sport like this where you're like i've i've imagine trying to drive at this speed with that kind of rain and control and not just that you have imagine trying to beat lewis hamilton 100 time winner lewis hamilton and you got it's like you have no tires on. I mean, it was so brutal. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if it was even relieving at the end when he 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 just it was over for him and he and he did that sort of mercy yeah. pit and then he violated the the lane. It was just it was a lot at the end. He couldn't even drive straight. So yeah, you were saying it. He he drives. He like slides through the pit lane and he can't even fit it because this is like one of the tightest. I don't know if you saw the whole weekend. Like Lewis Hamilton during qualifying hit the pit lane. It's the tightest pit lane I've seen. Like, I mean, Monaco's pretty tight, but it's so, so tight in Russia. And he can't get through there because his car is sliding and he crosses over the whites. And the guys on the broadcast are like, what a bummer. He's going to get an additional penalty because he can't get through the pit lane because he has to cut across it. I mean, what a bummer. So anyways, Lando Norris ends up putting on some wets. Saving grace for him is that when he gets out there with one lap to go, he ends up finishing, right? He finishes in seventh, but he posts the fastest lap, so he gets one bonus point. But my goodness, I mean, two laps away, being, you know, leading the race the whole time. And Lando Norris says no to his pit wall, which, again, like I'm saying, McLaren hasn't really been here um, in a while, right? So Andreas Seidel, um, the, 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 the. He doesn't have the, yeah, he doesn't have the gravitas as a order, as a total wolf. wolf. Like, Lewis, uh, this is an order. You know, you didn't hear that. Um, I think if Horner says it, like you're saying, you know, Lewis has trust in Toto, they've won countless constructors championships. I mean, I don't blame Lando for saying, for being a competitor and being like, no, I'm going to do what I want. But Andreas Seidel and, and, you know, he didn't, he didn't say anything other that we heard on the radio. I mean, we'll have to check after this race, but yeah, what a bummer. I mean, gosh, I'm surprised if Lando really talks to the media because he must be so gutted. Yeah, it's just it's just brutal. And honestly, like like he's he's driven great races before. It's not like anyone's questioning his talent. It's just like, dude, we want you to get one. And 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 if you don't get one, like just be in it. Like you you've got you've got a team that you're you're part of this 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 young driver crew. I guess Ricardo's not that young, but you've got this this new lineup that is flashy and They've got the best driver. They've got the best driver pairing. If Daniel Ricciardo gets it like he has, I mean, he finishes fourth here today. Um, he qualified fifth. He, he obviously did very well at the Italian Grand Prix. When Daniel gets it all figured out, McLaren is dangerous. I mean, Lando is an incredible racer, and you're saying like we're all fighting for him. Me as a Daniel Ricciardo fan, it was a little bit discouraging earlier in the season, and even even honestly in qualifying this past weekend to see Daniel still struggling with these these turns, these slow turns on these tracks, because he just doesn't like the McLaren braking system. But when Daniel gets it figured out, I mean, Lando and mm-hmm. Daniel, uh, a lot of people have been talking about that. That's the best pairing on the grid. Um, you know, unless George Russell just it, absolutely it really is next year. Well, George Russell finishes in this race. He finishes 10th. If we go through the grid just to kind of get to where this race ends, Lewis Hamilton, of course, wins the race um, in classic Lewis fashion, wins his 100th. Uh, Grand Prix, the first driver to ever win a hundred races. Um, so pretty phenomenal. God, I mean, for, 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 for those that are watching drive to survive, you know, can you imagine what this is? I mean, last race is McLaren one, two, and, and imagine what the camera, the camera crew 
for Netflix is picking up here. You have Lewis getting his hundredth win, and you have Lando sliding oh. across uh, the the track like a hockey puck. I mean, that's going to make for such good drama. Where is it? The, the first years you were some storylines. You were kind of like, all right, I get it. You're trying to introduce the sport. It's a heavy lift, but like. I, even I can tell this is a bit of a stretch for drama. Like, do re- people really care what Gunther has to yeah. say here? <laughs> like, for the Haas team, like, there are some stories you're like, oh. And obviously getting Ferrari and, and Mercedes involvement was was huge. But, like, this year, what the wealth of of storylines that they have to play with. Oh, it's unbelievable. This is, I mean, the title fight, uh, Lewis and Max, by the way, they finished uh one two in this race max ends up making up all that space back he started at the back of the grid you have lewis hamilton p1 um on the the rest of the podium is is max verstappen steady eddie carlos Sainz finishes number three um which is incredible i mean he, he gets his podium that's another guy besides lando like carlos Sainz is looking for his first win and he may have had it there you know but but um he just didn't have the pace that the mercedes had this weekend you have daniel ricardo p4 uh, Valtteri Botas, another guy that started at the end, they were making fun of him on the broadcast because he was in like P11 or P12 chase, and he was telling his crew that he was targeting a <laughs> P5 position. And up until the last three laps of the race, they were making fun of him. They were like, "You are way out of that." He was out of the points. And then, of course, because the rain, because this is just a wild Russian Grand Prix, he finishes P5. It's it's insane. It's it's a crazy year, and and I'm super glad that we got this race because it just it just threw a snow globe to to like the field to a certain degree. But in, in in another sense, it was it was kind of like business as usual in this ironic way, where like you had this crazy ass yeah. race where anything happened. You had uh, we covered Lando extensively, but at the end of the day, it was it was Lewis Max one two, but in the like strangest path to get there yeah right i think if you're if you're waking up hung over on a sunday and looking at your phone on like the results and you see it's it's lewis winning max is in second and carlos is in third you're going oh wow you know that's the same race for the last three years yeah. i guess Typical Grand Prix. carlos signs had a good race it's like no this was mm-hmm. insane yeah, and it, I think this is one of the rare Grand Prix where if you're Mercedes and you're Red Bull, you kind of you're happy. <laughs> There's not going to be a lot you of times be. you're going to be able to say that after a Grand Prix that both those teams should be pretty thrilled with the result. But Red Bull had and Max had no business being on the podium here. And I mean, there's 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 still some surprise. Like I would say, like Mercedes Mercedes is super happy. They get a win that they need. Um, for the constructors and 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 for Hamilton to to get over Verstappen, Verstappen finishing second—that's a bit of a blow to Mercedes. I mean, they probably thought he would be somewhere back in the four and five range. Um, Botas finishing fifth—that's incredible. I think the biggest loser besides Lando Norris, who's the the biggest of them all here, is Sergio Perez. I mean, he was right up there um, fighting for podium spot, and he finishes ninth because of the rain there at the end. He was late as well. Um, to put on those those wets and really get up to speed there. And then lastly, Charles Leclerc looked really, really good. He also started at the back of the grid and made his way all the way to the front. The Ferraris looked really fast this weekend, which is cool. I mean, they really, they both had some engine changes. Um, I was reading that Carlos said that their car is like two seconds quicker now um, with some, some some modifications to the car. 
So Ferrari's looking good too. That, I mean, it's a bummer that Charles Leclerc, you saw him, he also slid off, uh, slid off the track like um, Lando did. So he ended up finishing out of the points in 15th. But yeah, I mean, pretty, pretty wild race. Yeah, honestly, it was it was an awesome one to do our first podcast with. And uh, as we sort of figure out our format, I think we're going to do these race reactions. Hopefully they're all as good as this race where we have a lot to dig into. Um, but then um, midweek before Grand Prix, we'll we'll preview and, and talk about some of the storylines and some of the juicy um, off the track stuff, because there there will be a lot of of, of drama. There's, there always is. And and uh when you mentioned Perez there i started kind of getting my my brain thinking about like does red bull make another change at that seat or are are they happy with what sergio's giving yeah, them yeah they sign him they sign him to a one year deal um that's that that's that darn red bull number 2 seat every single driver and of course <laughs> you're going to listen to me on this podcast like i am the biggest daniel ricardo homer and Everybody's acknowledge it. That that number two seat to Max. Um, ever since Daniel left, it has Gasly, it has Albon, um, it has now Sergio. You're not seeing a lot of progress. Nobody can drive that car the same way that Max has. Um, so again, maybe next podcast too, we're going to talk maybe a little bit about the 2022 car changes because this is a major, major change that. I don't know enough about, and I assume the majority of people don't know enough about of, of what the cars are going to look like next year. Cause to your point, I mean, Sergio Perez is signed up um, for next year to race with Red Bull, but it's a one-year deal. That doesn't mean that they think he's the future number two for, for Max. Uh, but we'll see what, what, what kind of the next year car looks like. And we'll talk a little bit more about what the driver lineup looks like for each team. And then I think our next race is, uh, is the Turkish Grand Prix in a couple of weeks. So that gives us some spacing and we'll talk about maybe chase some, some track characteristics, which, which teams um, are most dominant on these sort of Grand Prix and who has had success at the Turkish Grand Prix in the past. But yeah, what a fun, what a fun final Russian Grand Prix, by the way, because, because next year it's going to be in, in St. Petersburg. It's not going to be in Sochi because it's historically been a super boring track so what a final bow what a final bow <laughs> well, yeah. wow. really really put it together yeah. for us, whatever he orchestrated <laughs> i know he, he sent the, he sent the weather machine in for the exact yeah. right time i mean yeah it was <laughs> it was insane they're like we're looking for rain in the final 10 laps i'm like like are you looking for that from the broadcast standpoint for like a great finish or is that actually the the forecast and it turned out to be like almost like 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 they talk about in screenwriting like deus um ex maxima where like you have deus ex machina where you have god intervening in a screenplay and it's thought of as as a like sloppy writing technique because the the reader or the the viewer if it's a screenplay will kind of see that like hey like you didn't have much here so you threw like a wrench that had nothing to do with logic there's no logic but this was yeah. just the perfect perfect um just bit of drama to insert the only thing that could have made putin happier would be if uh and I should probably stop saying his name, kind of like Voldemort. But um, <laughs> the only thing that could have made him happier was if Mazepin actually uh, did something. For a second, I was looking at the battle between Nikita Mazepin with Haas and Mick Schumacher. Schumacher had to retire his car. I think we're still going to get a drive to survive season where we're just focused on Gunther Steiner, um, just being the most the most emotional <laughs> the most emotional I think German of all time. I mean, God, 
him and Toto are totally different um, guys. It's so funny. It's, it's so emotional. I, he is my favorite character in that whole series, and, and it hasn't <laughs> changed. I I feel so much for Gunther. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to miss Gunther. It, it he just has like. A, a well of of pathos that he he clocks into like almost like a great actor like a Pacino where you you see everything on his face um so it's gonna be uh, a bummer not having like him around the paddock as much but uh no it'll be a fun year well yeah. well thank you Johnny I really appreciate the time um this was a great first episode we'll play around yeah yeah we'll play around with Super it fun. but um a great first race to go off of. Yeah, yeah. Congrats to, to, to Lewis on the 100th Grand Prix. And uh, my prediction is Lando gets a W within the next three races, which I know is not that bold of a prediction given that he got pole and he should have won here. And maybe he should have won at the Italian Grand Prix. But um, we'll see. Lando, Lando will get him. It'll just take a little bit of time. Yeah. And if, if anything else, don't change Lando because it's great for the sport. It's great Do for not viewers. Change. Don't change. But just, but just lay off of my guy, Daniel Ricardo. Just give him a couple <laughs> more Ws because I can't really deal with Lando being that quick. But no, great, great, great time chatting. Um, and we'll pick it up for the Turkish Grand Prix in a couple weeks. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. It's honestly talking about this stuff is like crack to me. I, I love it. It's great. Awesome. It's so fun. <laughs> All right. Take it easy, Johnny. Enjoy your Sunday. All righty.